Hello and welcome back to the Jumping Through Hoops podcast with myself, Hannah Murphy. I'm a mum of three and multiple business owner, and I have set this podcast up in order to serve you and to help you jump through the hoops of life and business. Let's begin. Welcome back. So it's been a few weeks since I have recorded an episode. Um, I've been quite busy uh, creating lots and lots of new content for a very exciting new project that I am working on and I'm looking forward to announcing that really soon. And I've I've just run a free 30-day media challenge inside my private Facebook group, which is Jumping Through Hoops Coaching. And you can pop on over there if you're uh, on Facebook. But I thought it would be a good idea actually to to do a bit of a summary and a roundup of what that media challenge involved. Um, For those of you that perhaps haven't got time to go on to the group and look through all the videos and you just want to have a listen in perhaps while you're cooking dinner or driving the car somewhere or, you know, doing something. (laughs) So I'm just going to do a roundup in this podcast episode all about the 30-day media challenge that I have just run. So I'm going to be giving you 30 tips basically on how to increase your visibility as a business owner or you might be an influencer or a blogger okay so the whole key of the you know the the intention of the 30-day media challenge is to basically raise your profile and your platform to be seen and heard more okay to be seen as an expert in your chosen niche and to obviously bring in more sales and clients so I'm going to get straight to it. So the first thing I asked people to do which was on day one to basically to show up and make a commitment to themselves, okay? And obviously, you can't be visible if you don't commit to it and you don't show up. So what I challenged everybody to do in the group was to record an introductory video of themselves and either upload it to my Facebook group or perhaps to their own social media platforms, okay? So if you're listening to this and you want to jump headfirst into this challenge, then great. (laughs) But the first thing I want you to do is record a video of yourself just speaking about who you are, where you're from, what you do, okay? It's simple. And I mean, it might be a little bit daunting to you to record a video. You don't have to do it live. You can do just a pre-recorded video and you can watch it back. I mean, you don't even have to upload it anywhere, but I, I advise you to do that if you've got a platform somewhere that you can upload it to, then, you know, speak to who your audience are. So show up and be visible and record that video of yourself, okay? The second thing we looked at was working out exactly what our niche was, okay? Or I I like to call it our micro niche. Now, not everybody has a micro niche, but most people can find a micro niche within their niche, okay? I'm just going to explain that a little bit. So, I'm just going to use myself as an example, okay? I qualified as a fitness instructor. I set up a fitness company which offers lots of different um lots of different things, lots of different activities, okay? Uh, but one of the things that I offer is, is hula hooping, which I'm sure you know. Um, and I use that hula hooping uh, hook basically as my micro niche, okay? Because it just made me stand out. I wasn't just, you know, the fitness instructor. Um, yes, I, I'm qualified to do many things, but what made me stand out and what helped me kind of propel myself, I guess, um, into, you know, various opportunities was that micro niche of being a hula hooper. It made me stand out automatically. Now, as I say, not everyone has a micro niche, but most people do. So really just start thinking, writing down lots of ideas. I mean, a beauty therapist is a prime example, you know, or a hairdresser, um, because they do many things. Okay. Um, for example, like a beautician can offer lots of things, but if there's one thing in particular that you really enjoy, that you're really good at, then niche it down. So for example, you could, you know, define yourself as a eyelash technician or an eyebrow specialist, a nail technician. 
If you're a hairdresser, perhaps you you specialise more in bridal hair or barbering, okay? Use that as your micro niche. Most of us, if we think about it, if we really think about it, we have a micro niche. So it's going to help you if you can niche it down even more just because that's going to make you stand out more, okay? And you're going to be able to position yourself more of an expert in a field where there's not, it's not so saturated, Okay. Okay, so moving on. Then we spoke about our elevator pitch. Um, I actually liked, (laughs) in my group, I was calling this the apprentice pitch. And there's a bit of a story behind that because I actually auditioned for um, the UK, the BBC Apprentice. Uh, It was a few years ago now. And this is where my idea came from um, for the, the well, it's not, you know, it's a, it's a common thing and having an elevator pitch is, is a common thing in business, but I call it, like I say, the, <laughs> the apprentice pitch, okay, because when I went into the interview, there was 10 of us, okay, it, we had to stand in the line and I think we had, it was less than a minute to stand forward one at a time and tell tell people why we were there okay and you had to basically sell yourself in less than a minute and obviously (laughs) as an entrepreneur that does so many different things um it was quite difficult to kind of cram everything that I do into that short space of time but I had to pick out the most interesting things about myself to make myself memorable and that's the key being memorable okay Um, So when you're crafting your elevator pitch, I would say list about three to four things about yourself that make you memorable. Now, obviously, it can be linked to what you do for your business, but it can also be other things that you do that you enjoy, any hobbies that you've got, okay? So I'm just going to use myself as an example again. Obviously, I'm a hula hooper. Um, I'm a a coach, media marketing coach. Um, I'm actually a pilot as well. I'm a qualified pilot. Um, I'm a mum of three. So I will use those things in my elevator pitch because uh, you know that that has helped me before the minute I say I'm hula hooping I'm, I'm a hula hooping pilot <laughs> with three kids okay it's like whoa <laughs> all right so I mean that's just my example I know for a fact that everybody has something unique about them okay so if you go through and write it down have a little brainstorm and pick out those three to four things about yourself that make you stand out and would leave someone wanting to know more about you okay um, okay. Next, we are, well, we started talking about what our story was. Now, as business owners, there's a reason why we started our business, isn't there? Okay. There's usually a story. Well, there's always a story behind it. We've all got story. Okay. Every one of us has a story. So what I urge you to do is think about any pivotal moments in your life. Okay. Um, again, it doesn't have to be completely related to your business, but you know, it should link somehow. Um, and when you're writing and crafting your story, um, think about why you began your business. What was the reason behind it? Okay. Um, and really make your story raw and authentic. Okay. So that people really start to resonate with you when they're reading your story, because just remember this, that story, it sells and it's going to sell you. Okay. And it's the way people are going to find out about you through your story and it's going to make you memorable. So I would advise you to get a notepad out and start basically writing out your story okay it's not a whole book you don't know you know just like maybe an a4 just one one side of a4 a paper um to craft your story with the key points okay of, of basically why you started your business okay um and think about anything that perhaps makes you stand out uh, as i say pivotal moments in your life okay Okay, so on day five, we then started talking about who our ideal clients are. Um, I like to call them soulmate clients, <laughs> um, but you might want to call them your ideal client or your dream client even. So when you are thinking about marketing, okay, you, you know, you're not going to sell to everybody. You've got to have a picture in your mind of who exactly you want to sell to because those are the people that that you're going to basically pitch to you're going to try and um get on their level okay you're going to try and nurture a relationship with them so that they trust you okay and then they they see you as 
as a, as a friend, I guess. Okay. Yeah. As a friend. So when you're thinking about your ideal soulmate dream client, think about creating a profile of that client. Okay. So this is what I was taught to do actually in a, in a few, um, I've done various business mentoring courses. I've had different mentors in the past. Um, and, and everyone has always told me to do the same thing here. And it really does work. Okay. So you create a profile of your ideal client so that you can really start to hone into who they are and understand what their wants and their needs are. So a great way to do this is create something like a Pinterest board or a mood board, okay? Um, thinking about really getting into the life of that ideal client. So just think, you know, are they male, female, both? How old are they? Do they have a family? Um, perhaps, like, what do they look like? Where do they live? Uh, what do they do for their jobs and their hobbies? Do they travel? And if they travel, where do they go? Where do they shop? Okay, what do they like? What do they not like. <laughs> so everything really, just think about building this profile and it's going to start to help you then understand a bit more about who that person is that you are wanting to sell to and attract to you. Okay. So, um, you know, you can always listen back to this episode. And as I say, all of this is in my group as well. And I do have a free download, which, you know, if you're not, if you can't remember everything I've said, then you can download the guide, okay, and work through it in your own time. So moving on, we then looked at social media platforms. Okay, as we know, there's so many social media platforms. And obviously, we can get really overwhelmed with it. I know I do thinking that you've got to be everywhere. You have not got to be everywhere. Okay, so what I now would advise you to do is is basically ask yourself what social ma- what social media platforms are you currently using and which ones are working for you. So make a list of your social media channel- channels, all of them. Um, look at how many followers followers you've got on each. Okay, how much engagement are you getting from each platform? So which one is giving you the most engagement? Where are most of your sales coming from? Where is most of your exposure coming from? And I would. Personally, I would advise you to pick two to three platforms to be consistent on because you can't be consistent on all of them. I mean, you can obviously schedule posts and so on, but it's not just about scheduling posts. You've got to show up and you've got to network with people and nurture relationships with people too. So you can't be on every single platform doing that because you're just going to spend your whole time doing that. So pick two to three platforms to be properly consistent on. And and I say consistent, I mean, show up each day if you can, or at least every other day. Um, my preferred platforms, the ones that work for me the best are Facebook, Instagram, and lately as well is, is TikTok. TikTok's a really upcoming uh, platform. Okay. But you work out where most of your sales come from, where most of your engagement comes from, and pick two to three platforms, as I say, to be consistent on. Okay. Okay, so next, um, ask yourself, what media publications, blogs, podcasts, or radio or TV shows would you, would you like to feature on? What would be your, uh, you know, if you could choose anywhere to be featured, where would it be? And I mean, don't think too small, think big, you know, I want to be on Forbes magazine, you know. <laughs> What's that song? Uh, page of uh, front page of Forbes magazine. Um, you know, you have big goals and big dreams. Never be scared to dream big. Okay, so think about which media publications you want to be featured in and write them down. Okay, because as soon as you've written them down, uh, you know that dream now becomes a goal and a realistic goal too okay so write down first just if there's anyone whose show that you listen to perhaps a podcast show that you want to be featured on write it down okay any tv show that you want to be featured on write it all down okay so um moving on to blogging now you might have a blog you might not have a blog it does depend on what business you have and obviously time as well, you know. Um, I would advise you to have a blog. Um, lots of reasons for this, okay? Now, I, I do have a blog, I have to admit, I have been a little bit lazy on my blog lately. I have a blog on my website, but I also have a blog on a platform called medium.com. Um, and there's now one called Patreon as well, which you might you might have heard of both of them. Now, actually, 
Medium and Patreon, you can actually get paid on now, okay, when people read your blog or sign up to your blog. So it's actually, it's really worth doing. Um, and you can repurpose your content as well. So I've talked a lot about this a lot in my Facebook group recently about repurposing content because you might be thinking, oh my goodness, there's no way I've got time to be doing a blog here, social media here, my website there, and actually working in my business as well. You know, of course, you know, there's only, <laughs> we're only one person, aren't we? Okay. And obviously you can outsource, you might have a virtual assistant, you can outsource things too. Um, but you know, at the end of the day, it can be overwhelming. So think carefully about this and think about how you can repurpose your content. So for example, if you have a blog, you can have it a blog on your website you can repurpose that and and use that same blog, perhaps just changing the wording slightly and put it on a platform like Medium or Patreon. And you can also use that blog, as I say, if you've got a podcast, you can use that and you can you can talk through the blog on your podcast episode. You can use that same content for your weekly email, okay, if you're doing a weekly email to your emailing list. And then you can break it down into smaller chunks as your social media posts for that week as well. So see how see what I mean, how repurposing content can really work and save you time, okay? But definitely look into having a blog because obviously it's going to give you more exposure and give you yet yeah, another platform to get found. And obviously that is going to bring in opportunities for you, okay? And collaborations, which, you know, I'll talk more in depth about on another episode. But the main thing is it's just going to give you more exposure, okay? Now, uh, next, we, we spoke about re, um, writing a press release, okay? Now, I'm not going to go into this in too much detail in a podcast episode because, obviously, the best thing to do with a press release, it's a visual thing, really, okay? I do have a free download. So all you have to do is pop over to my website, um, jumpingthroughhoopswithhannah.com, and on the freebies tab, you can just click on that, and then you'll see the press release come up, okay? It's a template that you can just download and you can use that. Um, now, press release templates, um, I mean, well, when you're writing a press release, uh, it's obviously, it's very important to think about how you are... Uh, going to approach journalists when you're pitching to them, okay? Now, not everyone requires a press release. Not all journalists require a press release, but obviously it's more professional if you do write one opposed to just a generalised email. Now, if you're obviously approaching local media, um, I I actually do a more of a generalised familiar email with local journalists, but obviously some national uh, newspapers and publications, they do require a press release, which is why obviously that uh, template that I've got on my website will help you. But the main thing to think about is how you're going to pitch, okay? Your title, the title of your press release is very, very important because if your title is not engaging and does not stand out, then nobody is going to read the rest of the content, okay? So really think about when you're writing that press release, how that title is sounding. Is it resonating? You know, would you read it if it landed in your inbox? Think about it in that way, okay? Um, It needs to stand out in order to capture the attention of the journalist reading the pitch, okay? As I say, download the template, have, you know, maybe do a few practice ones, pop in my group, you're welcome to pop in the group um, and ask any questions in there if you need to, okay? Uh, so opportunity now where you might be thinking, okay, I've got my press release here. I know what publications I want to pitch to, but where the heck do I find these opportunities? Like, where do I find like, uh, details of the journalists? Where can I find stories that I want to pitch to? Okay. Now I'm based in the UK. Um, so in the UK, there's two prominent groups that I use. One is only for the UK, which is feature me. That's a UK based, uh, company okay they well it's actually it's a group of freelance journalists who have put this together they do training um and they've got a facebook group where if when they need a story they'll pop it out on their facebook group um and to email as well if you sign up to the email list and then you can have a look and see if there's anything there that you um can use basically for yourself or your business okay 
So that's Feature Me UK. Um, and again, that, that one is for the UK only. Uh, worldwide, um, there's a group, again, on Facebook, which I, this is a paid group. It's £5 a month, okay? And it's called the Entrepreneur and Press Hangout Light Bulb Group. It's £5 a month. But what this group has is, I mean, there's, there's hundreds of journalists in this group that are, you know, from various platforms, various countries. They're in this group and when they need a story or they need someone for a TV feature, magazine feature, newspaper, radio, they will go in that group and they will post the opportunity out there. So obviously if you're in that group and you see it, you can jump on it and you can pitch yourself, okay? And I have actually received so many opportunities through that group. Last year alone, I was featured six or seven times in national media just from that group alone, okay? And some of it was paid. So it's definitely worth doing. Uh, Twitter is an amazing platform to seek out media opportunities, okay? So even if you're not using Twitter for yourself to advertise your business, if you're not posting, it's worth joining Twitter because that's where all the journalists are, okay? You can follow the journalists on Twitter. And they, again, they put out a lot of their requests on Twitter as well. And there's a common hashtag that they will use. And that hashtag is hashtag request. So you can actually follow hashtags. So I advise that you follow that hashtag, okay? And you can sign up. There's something, again, this is a UK one, response source. You can sign up and you'll get all the opportunities each day come into your inbox. But it's a worldwide hashtag, journal request, okay? So wherever in the world you are, be on Twitter and follow that hashtag, okay? And start to see who the different journalists are for each publication. Have a look at the, the publication that you'd like to get featured in and follow the publication, follow the journalists, okay? Because they'll probably likely to put something out at some point when they need somebody. And you can start building a bit of a relationship with them there on Twitter, okay? Um, and you can be the first one to respond when, when they put something out that perhaps you can help them with, okay? And you can pitch to, okay? So moving on. <laughs> um, another thing that I would definitely advise that you do is start to look into different industry awards which are relevant to your niche and sector. Okay, you might be thinking, oh my God. <laughs> but I would say don't be afraid to put yourself out there and enter. Okay, I mean, be, you can being, call, call, being able to call yourself an award-winning entrepreneur, an award-winning fitness instructor, an award-winning chef, an award-winning so-and-so, okay? Um, it it counts for an awful lot, okay? Because people are automatically going to have that respect for you, okay? Over perhaps someone that hasn't got award-winning in front of their name, okay? And they're going to be drawn to you because of that. So, I mean, being nominated and shortlisted uh, or even, you know, winning an award will just it will help you increase your credibility. And in turn, that's going to raise your profile. OK, um, if you've only recently started your business and you, you obviously it's not something you're ready, you feel like you're ready to do, then just perhaps make it a goal to work towards for not you know, not too distant future. I, when I was a beautician, I entered three years running. I entered the Southern Beauty Awards and one year I won and then two years I was runner up. And uh, that was the good thing is I was able to call myself an award-winning beauty therapist. And I had, you know, I was booked out with clients. I couldn't fit them all in. I had waiting lists. So it just goes to show. Um, it's it's worth doing. So start to look into what awards there are for your industry and think about entering something, okay? Again, don't be scared to put yourself out there. Also, have a look and see what speaking engagements or events that you could attend and you could offer to speak about your expertise or your niche at, okay? So <laughs> the prospect of public speaking might feel extremely daunting, but... I can tell you now, your confidence will begin to grow as you start to gain more visibility. And the more you do something, obviously, the more familiar it becomes and the more confident you become. The first time I had to get up and oh, it wasn't even on the stage, it was just a small networking group in front of a few people. I was like, I was trembling. <laughs> Um, but the more I did it, the more confident I became and it just became second nature to me. And uh, obviously the situation this year in 2020 has meant that most big events have now been cancelled this year. I was due to speak at a big 
event in in London actually which was going to be my biggest speaking engagement yet um it was cancelled but it's being postponed I'm not I'll do it next year but you know I I put myself forward for it you can apply to speak at different events and you know that again is going to increase your credibility and more people are gonna start to know who you are okay they're gonna start to listen to your message they're gonna start to resonate with your message and and you're gonna start to build your profile okay so make a list of different engagements and events that you would really like to speak at okay I mean, one of my big, big goals is to become a TED, TEDx speaker. That's on my my list, on my dream board. <laughs> um, it's a big goal, but it's one that um, I'm definitely hoping to achieve one day. So, you know, if you're not ready to approach large conventions and events, then perhaps just start with some local networking groups and, and even online stuff at the moment. People are always looking for guest speakers in, inside their own Facebook groups or um, in workshops and so on, uh, or even on podcasts, yeah? Uh, offer to guest feature on someone's podcasts. Uh, so just have a think of how you can basically start to, to get your voice heard and get your message out there, okay, through different speaking events. Um, and that brings me on to podcasts, actually. Have you actually considered starting your own podcast series? Okay. Uh, what could you talk about? I'm sure you have a wealth of knowledge in your niche. And so why not offer that to people in the form of a podcast series? And it's, you don't have to commit to every single week, you know, like I do an episode I, I before, the, you know, in the last few weeks, I was doing a weekly episode, but sometimes it's it's once or twice a month, and it's just as and when I I have the time, okay. And obviously, I try to commit to it a little bit more now, um, as I'm trying to build my business. But it, you know, it hasn't got to be a massive commitment to start with, okay. Why don't you just give it a go? So the good thing about what you know a podcast show will do for you is it's it's just going to give you another platform to be seen and heard on okay because obviously as a podcaster you can position yourself as an expert in whatever you're talking about and if you're worried about not having enough to talk about you're thinking well okay I can talk but run out of ideas after like the first or second episode well I'm on episode 45 and I'm still I'm still talking away (laughs) but what you can do is you can also interview other people on your show Okay, so that's a good one. If sometimes you can't think of a topic to talk about, then get a guest speaker on and get, you know, and the good thing about getting a guest speaker on is that they will advertise the series to their audience as well. So that's more people then that get to hear about you. Okay. Um, so there's different ways you can set up your podcast. I use the free Anchor FM app, which is owned by Spotify, I believe. Um, and I use that to produce all my podcast series. I do it com- on my own, completely on my own, okay? And it's free. I don't pay a penny for it. And I record direct from my phone, okay? And then what I do is upload it onto Anchor and that Anchor automatically distributes my podcast series to different platforms, including iTunes. So it's then sent out there um, and, you know, it's minimum work and no expense, at all all it is is my time and actually uh, if you are based in the US they're not doing it for the UK yet but in US if you go with Anchor FM then you can also apply for sponsorship uh, opportunities as well so you can actually get paid for doing a podcast so it's definitely something to consider okay and as I say it's gonna it's just yeah another way for people to find out about you right on to uh facebook groups so have you got a facebook group now if facebook is your platform of choice then i you might be already be doing this by the way a lot of you are but having a facebook group is is the best way now to show up on facebook to your ideal audience okay and it's a great way to start building and nurturing relationships with that ideal client. So, I mean, if you're on Facebook, you've probably got a page as well. Um, and, and I definitely would advise you to have a Facebook page for your business, but have a group as well, because it's very hard, as we know, there's so many people on Facebook, it's very hard to be seen. And I expect you've sometimes posted something on your page and it's hardly had any likes or engagement at all. And that's because probably most people have not seen it, okay? Because you have 
you've got to obviously, if you want it to be seen, you've got to put the money in and spend out on Facebook ads if you want it to be seen by the masses. Um, You know, just posting it alone is not really going to work. But having a group is going to probably get you at least 50% more engagement than your page, okay? So that's why a group is a really, really good idea. Um, And as I say, it will enable you to start building those relationships, building a community and a following that will consist of your ideal client. So you can invite people into your group through various methods, okay? I definitely do not advise you to spam people or add them to your group without asking them because that annoys people (laughs) and then you're going to lose that credibility okay there's nothing worse than just spammy posts okay just sales 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 join my group join my group they need a reason to want to be there okay and then they're not going to want to be there if you force them to be there so you need to entice them in and you can do that various ways okay you perhaps make your group an exclusive private group where they're going to get content so for me for example I do these challenges inside my group and I'm there I'm doing live videos I'm answering people's questions live um, if people need support then I'm there and I show up and I, I offer them help and advice um, and obviously the people inside the group as well are similar they'll be all be entrepreneurs or influencers bloggers and so on and they've all got their own areas of expertise and they can offer support as well um, and you know there's network opportunities that are building in that group between all the members in the group um so it just becomes like a community that i'm building there okay um and i'm enticing people in basically through uh, you know if i'm on other groups where people are asking for help and support i will go and i will offer some help help and support on that post and they'll say look you can if you want more of this this is where you can find me okay um and then obviously i advertise it through different stories like on my instagram posts um and through this podcast as well and on on my website so there's various ways you can get people and entice them into your group but do not force them okay you won't be thanked (laughs) okay um so staying on social media have a look as well at your bios on your social media platforms are your bios clearly explaining who you are and what you do okay um is it is it basically explaining everything as you would want it to okay so i would take a look at all of the platforms where you have a presence and i would start overhauling your bio if it needs to be overhauled okay just because you really need to start resonating and attracting in your ideal client to you and if your bio isn't really a true reflection of who you are then it's just not going to resonate okay and also they're not going to follow you if you don't look interesting if you, you know if your bio is just plain i don't know I'm just trying to think as an example, like how I used to have my bio. Um, it, it was a bit confusing, I suppose. It didn't really very clearly tell people what I did. And now if you go to my Instagram bio, I am Hannah Charlotte, then it will um, take a look as an example if you want to, to create your own bio. But I've basically overhauled my bio recently um, to clearly basically define exactly who I am so people there's no mixed messaging okay mine says I'm a mindset and um mindset and marketing mastery is what I've called it okay and it's it basically says I've got listed my three hobbies which is well hobbies kids <laughs> I don't know if they're a hobby <laughs> but my hula hooping uh, pilot and mum okay and then I've got obviously my services and what I do with my a link to my website in there too but go and have a look as an example but start having a look and just making sure that your bios are really a true reflection of who you are and exactly what you offer Okay. Um, Another thing you should be doing now is if you are established in your business is you should start to be gathering testimonials from previous and present clients. Okay. And when you've got these testimonials, they should be showing up on your website page and on your social media challenge uh, channels, social media channels. Okay. Because obviously people want to, if they're going to invest in you, they want to know that other people have invested in you before, I guess. And they want to know that 
you can do what you say you can do. So obviously a testimonial is going to prove that. So definitely start to gather some testimonials and make them seen, okay, as I say, on your homepage of your website and share them on all of your social media challenges. Uh, God, why do I keep saying that? Because this is a challenge. <laughs> your social media channels, okay, because they're just going to help you to gain that trust and attention of new clients. Okay. And um, Something else that you can do to help you raise your profile and get those media opportunities is research awareness days that relate to your business and industry and try and use that opportunity of when these awareness days are approaching to pitch a story or feature to the media. Or perhaps you want to maybe write a blog, record a podcast series around the topic just to help you raise more awareness, okay, obviously for both the awareness day and for your business. I mean, there's an awareness day for absolutely everything, isn't there? I'm sure there is. <laughs> I mean, there is even, um, I can't get, tell you the actual date and that's really bad as a hula hooper, but there is a, a world hoop day um, once a year. Um, uh, you know, there's, there's a, an awareness day for everything. <laughs> so have a look at what awareness days relate to your business and what you do. Um, obviously write it down and maybe in the weeks leading up to it is a good time to pitch to the media and just say look this awareness day is coming up and this is what I do and I'm an expert in this and I can talk about this if you would like me to come on your radio show or your tv show if you'd like me to write a blog for your magazine um, or a feature then you know it's, it's going to capture their attention so definitely be on that one okay and be aware of when these days are <laughs> um also think about who you consider an expert in your field who do you look up to and who inspires you okay are they someone that you could perhaps approach to collaborate with and don't think you know that they might don't automatically think that they're, they're way above you and they're going to say no because chances are they, they won't okay and if you don't ask you don't get so could you ask someone like this to feature on your podcast show or perhaps come and speak inside your Facebook group or offer their expertise at something. Perhaps you're running an event um, and you could invite them along to be a guest speaker at your event. You know, they chances are they may want paying, but if if it's a live event and you're you're getting ticket sales, perhaps you might have enough to pay them. Um, you know, think of all the options that are out there. Um, but honestly don't think it's out of your reach, okay? And I mean, teaming up with our other experts is just a great way to build your audience as obviously their audience will then find out about you and then they become your audience as well. And again, it's just that credibility factor. Um, so think about who inspires you and, and make a list of these people and think about approaching them. Perhaps they've got their own podcast shows and you could approach them to be on their show, okay? Or vice versa, there's, there's so many options here. So write it down and make it a goal, okay? Make it a goal. Just approach them. And I mean, what's the worst they can do is say no, isn't it? So what have you got to lose? <laughs> okay, really, really important. Do you have an email list? Okay, we should, as business owners, we should all have an email list. Okay, it is essential for any business now. It really, really is. And I'd say, well, this time last year, even actually, I, I was starting to build an email list, but I still, you know, still something that was a little bit unfamiliar to me. And I mean, I've been in business for ages now and I, it's something I've just been putting off because I didn't really understand it. I didn't really see the value in it. I didn't get why I needed an email list. I had a social media following. So, you know, for me, I was like, why do I need an email list? Well, what if you get banned from social media? <laughs> what if social media goes down or it disappears uh, then what are you going to do if you're just relying on on that entirely to talk to your clients you've got no other like no other means or method to speak to them whereas obviously if you have an email list then you are in full control of that list okay you've got those email addresses and you can still talk to your clients and building an email list that consists of your ideal client is, is probably your best sales tool actually um you know again you're not going to spam them if once they're on your list you're going to talk to them as if you're they're your friend and you're building that relationship with them and you're you're going to email them i mean i do it weekly you might want to do it 
two or three times weekly. I wouldn't do it every day. <laughs> um, but, but I would say at least once a week, okay, start building that relationship with them. Even if it's just a short email, like just telling them what you've been up to that to that week or telling them some interesting news, giving them a tip of some kind or a, a perhaps a motivational quote or sharing a story. It could really be anything. Um, but I'd say one in five posts is a sales post. So when you've got something to sell, I would I wouldn't hound them every single time you email them with sales, okay? Um, because you're you're basically just you're drawing them in and you're offering them value, okay? And you're offering them content that they want they want, okay? If you're just sending them sales stuff all the time, chances are they're just going to unsubscribe from you. So build that relationship first, and then obviously you know, when you have got something to sell, if you're in the middle of a launch, then yes, obviously email them, but make sure you're giving them that value as well. Okay. Right. So once you've decided on your email marketing platform, so actually I should have said that, um, I, my preferred platform is Flowdesk. Now you might have heard of Flowdesk. I used to use MailChimp, um, but I absolutely fell in love with Flowdesk after doing, it was Jenna Kutcher's, um, list building challenge actually. And I found out about Flowdesk through Jenna Kutcher. Um, and I've actually, I pop it in the show notes, but I have an affiliate link actually, if you want to try Flowdesk, cause it's a 30 day free trial, then it's no obligation to join at all, but you can get it half price of lifetime discount okay which is $19 a month which is is well worth the money because there's no limit on on how many people you can have on a list okay and it's just that one set price so definitely recommend it and I'll pop it in the show notes if you want to try it um but as I say once you've decided on your platform that you want to use for your list okay to build your list um the best way to get potential clients to sign up to your list is through creating an opt-in. Now, you, I'm sure as a business owner, you've heard of what an opt-in is, okay? It's basically something to make people give you their email address, <laughs> okay? But you've got to give them something. They're not just going to hand over their email address. You've got to give them something of value, something that they want and need in return for that email address, okay? So that's what an opt-in is. So an opt-in is, is like a free giveaway, basically, that you create and you give to people in exchange for their email address. So get brainstorming on what opt-in you can use. And you probably, if you've been running a business a while, you've probably got your opt-in sorted. Um, but if you want to start building your list more and getting more people in, think maybe outside the box, what opt-in could you offer that's exciting? The main thing here is is basically you want to be offering something that people want and need. Okay, so I offer um, for my opt-ins, I've got free PDF guides that I have created on Canva. Um, and then I've, I've gone onto my website and I've attached them into my light box, which, you know, the flash up box when the subscribe box, basically, when people visit my website um, or my landing page. So I've got free guides on there. As I say, I've got things like my press release template. I've got my find your niche workbook. I've got my manifesting challenge. Um, I've got business plan template. I've got this, this actually, this free 30 day challenge, but in a workbook, okay, which can be downloaded for free in return for your email address. <laughs> okay, don't feel bad. Like, obviously, you know, you're giving value to people. And, and, do you know, what will happen a lot of the time is people will sign up just to get your freebie and then they'll unsubscribe. But that's fine. You know, that's just something we have to accept as business owners. And that's why it's so important for us to start building that relationship with them by sending that, um, content to them on a regular basis that content that they want to hear juicy content that is going to help inspire them and keep them fired up and motivated and wanting to stay with you okay um so think about what your opt-in could be as i say it could be a free pdf download it could be a tutorial it could be a link to a video um or even a quiz is a good one, okay? Or a competition as well. If you can afford to give something away, um, then a competition is a really good idea actually because that will help you build that email list because people will give you their email if they think they're going to win something, okay? Um, so, and that actually moves me on to my next, my next point actually, which is competitions. So yeah, think about running a competition or giveaway if you can. Okay. If you've got a product and you, you can afford to give something away for free as a prize, um, running a competition is going to help you gain more exposure, especially if you're trying to build your social media following, because actually a condition of, of 
obviously entering the competition is that they follow you and they share your page okay um or your post so if you're trying to build your social media challenge and as i say that's a great way to do it run a giveaway or a competition perhaps if you're launching a new business uh, it could be a new salon for example i've seen this done a lot um people you know win a free cut and blow dry with you know our new launch share and like our page um and you know People and restaurants, perhaps, you know, if you can give away a free meal voucher or something, um, it's a great way to get more exposure. Um, so have a think what you can actually afford to give away for free in return for paid shares and likes as well as email addresses. Okay, because that's the thing you want to start building that email list too. Um, so moving on, um, sticking on social media now, right? So we're uh, YouTube, <laughs> right? YouTube. I do have a YouTube channel and I am guilty of not showing up there enough, but it, as I say, you can't be on every single platform. Um, and YouTube might not be for you. It's obviously, it's a very visual platform and actually I've got, um, I mainly use YouTube for my hula hoop and fitness business because that's very, very visual. Um, it might not be for you, but don't overlook it, okay? Because what is really important about YouTube is the fact that the content does not disappear once it's shared, okay? If you think about it, if you're posting perhaps on Instagram, um, in a post, a Facebook post, or even a story, so the posts will disappear eventually. Well, the posts won't disappear. They'll be there forever in the feed. Well, if the people have to scroll down, won't they? They're not going to show up in the feed um, after a couple of days. They would have to scroll down and search for old posts and obviously as we know stories on instagram facebook they only last for 24 hours and then they disappear whereas obviously on youtube when you post a video it is there forever okay um all someone's got to do is is put in a search bar something relevant to so for me for example is hula hooping tutorial perhaps i've got some free tutorials on there and it comes up um, from, what, six or seven years ago when I recorded it. It's still there. And it's got so many views now because it's been there all that time. And it's still showing up straight away in search, okay? So that's the good thing about YouTube. Um, you know, it, it the content stays, okay? So have a think about it, definitely. Because, I mean, YouTube's been around for years now. And it's still going very, very strong, okay? So definitely think about getting yourself on YouTube, especially if you've got a visual or creative business, okay? Um, and as I mentioned earlier in this episode, I, I said about TikTok being one of my preferred social media platforms. Um, during this whole lockdown, I've kind of got a bit TikTok obsessed. Now, I was introduced to it through my 12-year-old daughter. <laughs> Um, and she's actually taught me quite a lot, to be honest. I think I feel like I'm a bit of a TikTok expert now. And um, I've been helping people actually with their TikTok uh, profiles and getting views on their videos. And actually, uh, this last week, someone got 1.5 million views on a video in less than, I think it was 24 hours or something. And it's crazy. <laughs> Um, so it's a very up and coming platform where there's still a lot of space. Okay, as we know, Facebook, Instagram have been around quite a while now. They're very saturated, whereas TikTok is a fairly new platform and is one that business owners often overlook because they just think it's all about dancing and jokes and humor. Um, but no, you know, it's it's a really, really good one to be on if you are a business owner, because actually what you can do with TikTok is you can create, they're very short videos. They're a bit like Instagram stories, very, very short. I think, um, 15 seconds or so. Um, but what you can do is you could say, if you've got a YouTube channel, your TikTok video could be a snippet of your full YouTube video, okay? And actually, on your TikTok profile, you can have a link to YouTube and Instagram on there and your website. But if you're using YouTube, for example, you can link that video straight through to your main video on YouTube, okay? So it's kind of almost like a bit of a teaser, a teaser platform where it's just giving people snippets of things. Um, and you don't have to spend a long time creating the videos either. But there's something that, you know, business owners can do and that's what they basically can create is, it's called evergreen content that you can post on the TikTok platform and it will be, so for example now, right, the viral videos are what's trending now, okay? You've probably, if you use TikTok, you know what I mean. They're like um, the dance challenges and so on that are 
are viral and that are popular right now in this time, but in a in a few weeks' time, they're not going to be popular anymore. No one's looking them up, okay? Whereas if you can think of an evergreen content video, so something like a tutorial, um, it could be anything, okay? You can do a tutorial and anything relevant to your business. So I've even been on mine recently and... Um, spoke like given media tips okay um obviously i've got hula hooping tips a lot of them are hula hooping videos and so on um but they're evergreen content so it doesn't matter you know they're still going to be relevant in in a year's time because they're not you know i'm not just following the trend with those they're they're relevant like now and forever okay so think of a getting on that platform and creating like a mini tutorial or a little demo clip, okay, a little teaser. And as I say, if you have YouTube, use TikTok as your way to draw people in and get them over to your YouTube channel, okay? Um, and as I say, TikTok is a really upcoming platform and there's a hashtag that you can use. I, I mean, I've got a hashtag bank actually if you want to buy it on my shop, on my website um, and I've got the TikTok, the most popular hashtags on TikTok in there but very, very common one is the For You page and everyone wants to show up on the For You page. So if you put hashtag For You page, <laughs> don't ask, but if you put that on your post then that should help you get more more views okay I'll go into it in a bit more depth in another episode okay and that moves me on actually nicely to hashtags so what hashtags are you using on social media um obviously the main platforms that use hashtags are Instagram and TikTok and you know as as well as offering valuable content obviously in your posts hashtags are the way that you're going to get noticed and start to build your following okay because people can follow hashtags on both tiktok and on instagram and you can for instagram you can use up to 30 hashtags on an instagram post okay uh tiktok it doesn't go on hashtags it goes on characters i have a feeling it's something like 150 characters or something per post and that can include hashtags um but as i say i do have a hashtag bank and it's on offer at the moment i think it's 9.99 on the shop so you can actually download that it's a whole booklet of different hashtags that you can copy and paste over to your platforms so um pop on over to the jumping through hoops with with hannah.com slash shop and you can get the hashtag bank there and as I say it's got a special uh, feature on there for TikTok hashtags. Uh, so think about the content that you're sharing as well on social media. The main thing is this okay this is why people struggle I think with their social media following and they're like well it's not building and then I look at their social media and I think well it's not building because you're not sharing any valuable content you're just you're posting a random picture with a random hashtag with it no explanation it's not interesting (laughs) without being nasty you know that's why you're not getting any followers that's why people aren't engaging with you because there's nothing here to engage with so it's all about providing value to people providing content that they're really going to resonate with and they're going to really get a feel for you know for you for what you're offering for what you're talking about um and you do that by say basically look at i mean what i would advise you to do first is have a look at some public figures who you look up to and who inspire you now what's made them inspiring to you are they you know have you found them on social media have a look at their posts what is it that's inspired you is it reading their posts and if it is look at what they've written. I mean, obviously don't copy them, but think about what has drawn you to them and make a note of it and see how you can basically use that for your own content. Um, Look at what content they're posting and how much engagement they're getting. It's all about providing value. And again, you know, I go back to talking about how you can repurpose content. If you think you've got to think all the time about different content for all your different social media challenge uh, challenge challenge again I'm saying channels uh, as well as your blog post your podcast series your email list no remember one topic one theme a week I would say just one topic and use that topic and repurpose it everywhere but yeah when you're posting on social media the key is to provide value and you know they're not gonna they're not gonna stop and read it if if it doesn't look interesting okay if it's not drawing them in think about what would draw you in and use that okay so 
moving on. <laughs> I feel like I've been talking a while. <laughs> so are you showing up? So do you have a website, first of all? And if you do, are you have you checked to see if you're showing up on the first or at least the second page of Google? Okay, because as a business, you want to be showing up there. Because if you're not showing up there, how on earth are people going to find you? Okay, or they might have found you on social media and then they want to go to your website, but they can't find you because you're not coming up on Google. So what you need to start looking at doing is adding in keywords to your website. Now, you might have someone that does your website for you. So if you do, then speak to them about how you can improve your search engine optimization. Okay, using AdWords. Um, I use Wix as my preferred platform and I've used WordPress in the past as well. But I, I actually do all my own websites and I use Wix. And I think I pay something like £6 a month to have the AdWords on there to come up on the first page of Google. Okay, when someone searches for me. So, you know, if, if there's reasons why you need to do that. You need to invest in it because obviously if, if your web page is on that first page of, or at least the second page of Google, then you're going to, you're going to basically be able to make more sales, aren't you? Because more people are going to be able to find you. If they've got a tool through, like they can't find your website, then what's the point of having a website? <laughs> okay. So, you know, make sure that they can find your web page easily. And also once they do find your web page, make sure it that your web page is up to date and in line with you and your message and obviously your branding. Make sure it is all consistent, okay, across your social media challenges and your website so that, you know, <laughs> they go to social media, they can recognize you, okay? So just make sure it's all consistent. You might need to spend a bit of time on that. You might do your own website, as I say, or you might have someone that does it for you. But if it needs a bit of an overhaul, then obviously do it because if you're going to start doing this challenge properly and you're going to be starting to show up more, you're going to be starting to raise your profile, more people are going to be looking for you and searching for you and they're going to be visiting your website, okay? So make sure it's up to scratch. Um, I'm just going to talk quickly, LinkedIn, <laughs> LinkedIn, <laughs> I say it like that because I'm, I really still have not got my head properly around LinkedIn. I am hoping I'm going to get an expert actually on here at some point to talk all about LinkedIn because I mean, traditionally LinkedIn is known as more of a corporate and professional platform. But what I would say is it's definitely worth having a presence there, like I say with Twitter, even if you're not using it regularly, okay, because it's a place where potential clients can look you up and it just shows if you're on there that you're professional, okay? Again, you're, you've got that credibility and you're who you say you are. And actually, it is a great pl platform for networking, okay? There's always networking opportunities on LinkedIn. And if you're at the stage in your business where you're looking to recruit and grow a team, now LinkedIn is the best place to find um, a team, okay? And look for... Uh, you know, if you're looking for a virtual assistant or marketing help, you're going to find a team there on LinkedIn. Um, and again, I'm going to get an expert in because it's really not one that I'm properly, properly familiar with. But I would say at least have a profile, create a profile. It doesn't take long to create a profile. And just so people, if they look you up, yes, there they are. They're there. Okay. They're who they say they are. And again, it's another platform and another way to link to your website and to your other channels. Okay. Um, so uh, there's just a couple more points, three actually, three more points. <laughs> so how do you feel now about obviously the, on day one, what I got everyone to do in the group, as I say, was to record an intro video themselves. Um, but how do you feel going live on your social media platform? <laughs> as of, you know, most people will be like, no, <laughs> um, but as I say, if you can get over that fear factor, now that all comes down to like, you're scared because you think it's going to go wrong and it's live and people are going to judge you for it and they're not going to like you for some reason. Um, we've got to get over that fear. Obviously, as business owners, we're putting ourselves out there anyway. So we've just got to go, we've just got to get over that fear of being judged. Okay. So I would advise you to go live on your social media platform of choice. So for me, it's within my Facebook group because that's where I'm really nurturing and building relationships. So I tend to, I don't go live so much on Instagram. I tend to just stick to the stories on Instagram and on my Facebook page, but I go live quite often, um, at least three times a week inside my Facebook group where I'm talking to people that I know want to be there and that are my ideal audience. Um, and they're starting to get to know me, okay? 
because I'm showing up live. And the good thing with obviously being live is that if people have questions, then obviously I'm there live to answer them. And I I can sort of see the questions as they come in and I can answer. Um, So I'm going to just challenge you to show up live (laughs) on your platform of choice. You can go live on any platform, okay? You can go live on LinkedIn, you can go live on TikTok, you can go live on YouTube, literally every single social media platform now. So I pick one and just try it. Okay, try it. The good thing, if it goes wrong, you can delete it, (laughs) even if people have been watching you. The good thing is if only a couple of people have seen it, um, you can delete it quickly before more see it if you need to. Okay. (laughs) So show up. Okay. Maybe try it just once. And if it goes well, which it will, (laughs) commit to yourself to doing it regularly. Okay. And watch your engagement go through the roof because I swear to you, it will. It is the way to do it. Okay. Obviously live video, on a, it comes up, doesn't it? If you're on Facebook, Instagram, wherever now, actually, and um, there's notifications often come up saying so and so is live now. Okay, um, so it, it honestly is such a good way to get attention um, and get yourself out there. So uh, just a couple more points. Uh, one is when you're posting on social media, obviously I've spoken about the content, um, but obviously as well as the content, what sort of pictures are you using to go with that content? Okay, because people aren't actually going to stop scrolling to read your post if the picture is not engaging so have a think about what pictures make sure they're really eye-catching pictures okay and actually on instagram especially now portrait and face pictures are 10 times more likely to get engagement than any other picture try it for me please and you'll see what i'm talking about if you post a picture like a selfie of your face or a, a or just a picture of you and you put that on instagram I can tell you now that it's going to get so much more engagement than um, another post. Okay, so give it a go Um, and I will speak to you all soon. Thank you for taking the time to listen to me today. I do hope my information has been useful in some way. Now, if you have enjoyed listening, then I would really appreciate if you leave me a review over on iTunes or any other platform that you are listening from. Thank you.